In this episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Lucas Johansson. What kind of player is he? And where does he fit into the Washington Capitals organization? We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check that out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this episode, we are going to talk about Lucas Johansson and uh, where does he fit into this Washington Capitals organization. Um, he's a player that's been on the team or in the organization for some time. I think that ultimately he is just trying to find his way through it all. I mean, he is a player that has uh, suffered uh, through quite a bit of injury through his career uh, on and off. So he's kind of been on and in and out of the lineup going on there. So, but I think that this Washington Capitals team is in a bit of a rebuild stage right now. And um, all signs are pointing to that this team wants to get younger and faster. And uh, what better place to start than with Lucas Johansson, a defenseman, um, a younger defenseman. Uh, He was drafted drafted number one in the 28th, uh, excuse me, round one, 28th overall in the 2016 draft. So like I say, he's been with the team for some time, but he's just trying to, I think, find his way onto the team. So that's what we'll talk about in tonight's show is where does he fit in? Is there a future with Lucas on the Washington Capitals? And then we'll talk a little bit about his history story, um, you know, kind of the origin of Lucas uh, Johansson and where he comes from. And then in the final segment, we'll talk about his plans. Where does he fit in with this Washington Capitals organization? So like I was talking about there, he was uh, drafted in round one, 28th overall in the 2016 draft. And, uh, you know, like I say, this team is in a, in a bit of a transition here. And uh, Lucas Johansson is a two-way defenseman whose game is based um, on his smooth skating, good agility, edge work, and strong pivots give Johansson the ability to change directions and transition quickly and effectively from offense to defense. His good lateral movement allow him to keep the play in front of him in the defensive end or to walk the line and open up shooting lanes in the defensive end. Johansson has a decent speed and acceleration. He could stand to strengthen his lower body and have more powerful stride and better balance. And uh, that's the book on him and kind of the scouting report on what kind of player he is. Uh, This is from Last Word on Sports. They were mentioning kind of what kind of player he is. But, I mean, I think that the the biggest positive going for him is what they talked about is that he has that good lateral movement and that he can go and he can pivot between good defense and good offense. Um, And I think that that's kind of more commonplace nowadays uh, with hockey players is, you know, even if they're defensemen, you know, they can get involved in the offense as well. I think that that was kind of more of an old school type thing where defensemen or stay at home defensemen, as they called them, were just kind of one dimensional players. 
Johansson defends the rush well by keeping defenders in front of him and forcing them to the outside. He has a quick stick and poke checks the puck away from the attackers. He uses his long stick and long arms to really cut down on passing and shooting lanes. Johansson is not much of a big hitter, but he is willing to work hard in front of the net and battle for pucks in the corners. He is more likely to work to establish position on a forward and tie up their stick than to clear the front of the net. He's an extremely smart player who reads the play well and has good positioning. He can create turnovers and quickly transition those into offense when he does. And, uh, I mean, that's, uh, those are all good traits for him to have is because, I mean, you know what they say, uh, sometimes a great defense is a good offense. And uh, that's what he's about. He's about establishing himself. And, I mean, he's not going to be, you know, a Tom Wilson out on the ice. He's not going to be the kind of player that's going to want to mix it up with a bunch of different players. But, you know, that's kind of um, getting lost a bit, I think, in hockey nowadays. It's just that overly... Uh, physical game. I don't think that that is um, as present um, as it used to be. Offensively, Johansson is able to add to the attack with a strong first pass, setting up the transition game. He also has a good poise and the stick handling ability to avoid four checkers and skate the puck out of his own end. Johansson has a good sense of when to lead or to join the rush and when to hang back in his own end. Working the line, he has the vision and passing ability to quarterback the power play. He also has a a strong slap shot, which he's able to keep low and to get on net, even when facing heavy traffic. High hockey IQ allowed Johansson to always keep uh, and make great plays with or without the puck. So, I mean, and that's what you're seeing with a lot of these uh, younger players is just a real high hockey IQ. Uh, you know, back in the day, I think that, you know, they spent more time just doing slap shots and, and, and different types of things where I think that, you know, it's more about analytics and it's more about just teaching the game more than it's ever been in the past and uh, I think that with uh, Johansson I mean like I say he's a name that's been on this team since 2016 you know to a certain extent I think that you know it's now or never for someone like him because you know this Washington Capitals team wants to get younger and uh, you know you don't want to get into a position where you're kind of the odd man out um, and then all of a sudden you're kind of trying to find your way on this team and uh, I mean, those are, I think, are big things that he would uh, try to want to avoid. But like I say, I think that he has a pretty good upside to him. And uh, I think that the, the Capitals are just going to have to keep trying to integrate him into the play. Johansson has the potential to be an effective two-way defender in the NHL, playing on both the power play and the penalty kill. With his size, it would be nice to see him play a meaner and more physical game. But if that is what you're hoping for, it doesn't seem likely to happen. However, he can still be an effective defender and someone who else adds points from the back end. In terms of style, Lucas Johansson is comparable to a left-handed version of Jeff Petrie. However, that is not a talent comparison, but one based on style only. And, uh, you know, uh, the physical aspect of his game would be something that the Washington Capitals are looking for. Because, uh, I mean, I think to a certain extent to survive in the National Hockey League, you have to have a bit of snarl to your game. Um, I think that otherwise the likes of some of the bigger players, the chirpers out there, um, you know, like a Tom Wilson or a Ryan Reeves, you know, some of that caliber. If you're a, pl- a player around the league that's kind of not willing to stand up for yourself, then those type of players, you know, a Reeves and a Wilson, they will expose you and uh, they will kind of, you know, call you out, you know, defend yourself. And um, I think that it's advantageous for even these young players that don't necessarily like to to mix it up. 
to add that to their game. I think it's important. It's sustainable if you're going to have a future. Um, otherwise, I mean, you know, like anything else, I think in these games, they'll, they'll take advantage you, advantage of you. You know, that's where you see a lot of those blind hits or where they get knocked into the boards in the corner. So I think to a certain extent, it's great to have a, a good high um, hockey IQ. But with that being said, I think that you also have to add um, a bit of snarl to your game as well. You know, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. It's sustainability. Um, if you want to, if you want to maintain in this league, otherwise I think that, uh, you know, like I say, I think they'll expose you. So after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about Lucas Johansson and what kind of a player is he? We hear all the time that this team wants to get younger. It wants to get faster. And all the time I'll say, you know, the, the um, goaltending was poor on the Washington Capitals and people are quick to point out, they'll say it wasn't the goaltending, Dan, it was the defense. So now that we can both agree that it's the goaltending and the defense, that's what we're talking about. A defender, a future defender of the Washington Capitals, Lucas Johansson. We'll talk about him a bit more. But first, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great and I wanted to see what the hype was all about. Now I've been taking it for about two months and I love it. It doesn't taste super healthy. It kind of has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. Now, I personally use it because I have two young babies at home and I can use all the extra energy I can get. So here's some healthy facts about it. It's lifestyle friendly, so whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. So what's the importance of a multivitamin. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's the one thing you can do every single day to take advantage of yourself. Your subscription comes with one year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important in these months. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional science. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you need to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, welcome back to the show here. So what we're going to continue to talk about is Lucas Johansson and where does he fit in with his Washington Capitals team? You know, we've talked about, you know, that this team needs to get younger and one great place that you can start to get younger is with someone like Lucas Johansson. Um, I think that, you know, he brings a lot of uh, potential. You know, he brings um, a good high hockey IQ, which is so big in these younger uh, players. On March 2nd, 2017, Johansson was signed to a three-year entry-level contract with the Washington Capitals at the conclusion of his third season with the Rockets in 2016-17. 
Johansson signed an amateur trial contract to join the Capitals' American Hockey League affiliate, the Hershey Bears. During their postseason run on May 2, 2017, he trained without making an appearance for the Bears during their second-round defeat. Johansson was cut from the 17-18 Washington Capitals training camp, so he started the 17-18 season with Hershey. And, uh, you know, that's what I was talking about with some different guests that have been on the show is, you know, for whatever reason, he doesn't seem like he is good enough or he hasn't been in the past. Um, And, you know, that's based on some of the different coaches that have been on the Washington Capitals, whether it be Barry Trotz or now Peter Laviolette or there was Todd Todd Reardon in there as well. And some of these coaches... Uh, They just don't trust the younger players, and I think that ultimately they're going to have to get over that hurdle, that mindset that, um, you know, that they they don't trust them because eventually these players, you know, they get older, and that and that's what you have to do. And if you take a look at the teams that do really really well around the league, it is the teams that integrate young players with older players. So in that case, it's um. It's a little bit of young inexperience with some more veteran uh, players. So you can kind of uh, learn from each other, to be honest with you, because sometimes, you know, these younger players have a different way of looking at things versus the older players as well. And uh, I think that, you know, that's what it's going to be. Uh, They've talked about that they don't want to do a total rebuild uh, with the Washington Capitals. They want to do more of a retool. Um, And I think that that's one good place to start is to just slowly work in these younger players. uh, If they don't want to get involved in this overall rebuild, you know, tear it down to the studs, start all over again. Then I think that that is one of the things that they should do is to just slowly work some of these uh, younger players in there. And I think what better place to start than on defense and with uh, Lucas Johansson. Um, just a little bit more about him. The Capitals affiliate Hershey Bears re-signed defenseman Lucas Johansson to a one-year deal, two-way contract for seven hundred thousand. If he plays for the Capitals, or ninety-five thousand. Um, Johansson, twenty-two, recorded two assists in nine games with the Bears last season. The six-foot-two, one hundred ninety-pound defenseman most missed most of the last season due to injury. And uh, this is what I'm kind of just highlighting here is one of the the things that um, kind of has set Lucas back is his injury. And, um, you know, for whatever reason, he seems to have had issues with that um, throughout his AHL career. And uh, sometimes players can get past that, and sometimes that's the Achilles heel of that player. Johansson registered 14 points, 3 goals, 11 assists, and 45 games with the Bears in the 18-19 season. In 128 career AHL games, the Hershey Bears, Johansson has recorded 43 points, 9 goals, 34 assists, Prior to joining Hershey, the Vancouver native helped the Kelowna win the WHL championship in 2015. And, um, you know, that's kind of like in that part I was telling you about how he is, you know, slightly prone to injury. And, uh, you know, those are some causes of concern out there. I'm not going to lie about it. Um, But if the question is, is that can he get past that? Um, Because if he's going to continue down that path of being injured frequently, then I think that it's going to be kind of tough sledding, as they say, for Lucas. Um, Just looking at his records here, you know, he has played pretty well overall for the Bears uh, in his time there. But he needs to work on his game a little bit. So just taking a look at some of the stats for him last season. Uh, He only played one game for the Washington Capitals and wasn't really, you know, he had an assist 
one assist on the on a play, so nothing really major to talk about. But with the Hershey Bears last season in 62 games played, he had eight goals, 20 assists, uh, 28 points, um, and he was a plus 20. So, you know, his numbers are actually pretty good, uh, all things considered. Um, and but you know that's what I'm saying is that that now is the time I think to start rolling out some of these these younger guys and get them ready for prime time because I think that ultimately you're going to see some of the the names the big familiar names on the Washington Capitals I think you're going to see them move on from some of those players so I think that um, it's in their best interest to slowly work them in there there's different guys and we'll talk about those in upcoming podcasts like Alexiev um, I think that it's going to be time to work him into the system as well. Um, because if you take a look at what they have on the team right now in defensemen, um, I think that Schultz most likely played his last game. So there is an opportunity for him to fit in there. And uh, I also would anticipate some bigger trades coming as well. Um, so I think that, you know, the, in July that the free agency deadline is going to be a big event. And I think that it's going to be a big event for the Washington Capitals as well. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they move on from some of these um, bigger name players. You know, I think that, you know, I, I don't, you know, I've talked to different people. I don't think that John Carlson is off the list of being traded. I definitely think it's possible that they move on from someone like him, or if not him, not, if not John Carlson in particular, maybe another big name like that, because, you know, we've gone at it with this team year after year after year. Uh, to a certain extent, you got to kind of move on from them and and get younger. That's what we've talked about for some time. All right, so after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about Lucas Johansson and where does he fit in this team? Is there a chance he cracks the big team this next year? We'll talk about that. But first, Built Bar. Don't you just love a chewy, chocolatey brownie? What about a caramel brownie with a caramel swirled on top? So good. What if I told you that you can have all that chewy, chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? You're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available right now at Built.com. And you got to act fast because they're a fan favorite. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Plus the macros that are unreal. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. I would replace a regular brownie with Bilt's Caramel Brownie in a heartbeat. The best part? Caramel Brownie bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, like for real. With Bilt, you don't have to sacrifice taste for health. You can have both. And all of Bilt bars are made with a collagen-based protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. There are a million reasons that you should try Built Bars, but for now, let's just say that caramel brownies will rock your world. That's not an understatement. With Built Tasty is the new healthy. Go to Built.com to get your box of caramel brownie bars now. So, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Having an important favor to ask you, we've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and what makes your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Locked On podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. 
thank you for your help. All right, welcome back to the show here. In this episode, we're highlighting um, the defensemen. But in this particular uh, episode, we are talking about Lucas Johansson, a team uh, that is in need, the Washington Capitals, of getting younger. And I think that Lucas Johansson fits the bill. Uh, He was a top-drafted player for the Washington Capitals. And I think that it's important that the Capitals don't squander um, this player. I know that he has had some issues with um, injury, but um, I think that ultimately if he can stay healthy, that uh, he has a place on this team. If you take a look at what they have, uh, like I say in the previous segment, I would not be surprised if they move on with a big name player, you know, kind of on par with a John Carlson. I'm not saying it's going to be a John Carlson, but it could be a big name. It could be a Dmitry Orloff. I mean, because let's face it, if you are going to get a big player, you're going to have to give up a big player. And uh, I think that uh, that's what they're going to do. Because if you take a look at the players that are out, I mean, I think that, you know, I said Schultz probably played his last game as a capital. And I think that Kempney also probably played his last game with the the Capitals. Uh, Kempney's not as big of an impact because, you know, he didn't even spend the whole season with the Capitals. He's never really been quite the same since that injury that he sustained. uh, I believe it was a couple years ago when he first came to the Capitals. Uh, He did an excellent job, and he really got uh, the Capitals to go far. But I think that, you know, after that injury, he has never been quite the same. And uh, to be honest with you, with Kempting, I wouldn't be surprised if he he retires, uh, to be honest with you, because, you know, some of these guys, I don't think they really have the heart uh, to spend the, the rest of their career in the AHL. So with that being said, that's where these younger players fit in. I would say plan on seeing Lucas Johansson. He will be in camp for sure. We know that. And another player I think that you will see in camp is um, Alexiev. I think that, uh, you know, they played great for the Washington Capitals last year uh, in brief stints with the Capitals and also um, in the training camps in the preseason. So, but that's that's the main thing that we're getting at here is the Capitals need to get younger. And uh, that's what we're going to highlight in this show is the different positions. And I think that change is afoot. I'm not going to say that it's going to happen, you know, next year or the, the year after that. But I think at some point, there's going to be a progression in that direction. If you take a look at um, Alex Ovechkin and Nick Backstrom, you know, Nick Backstrom, who has talked about and toyed with the idea of retirement, so when you start hearing a lot of this nucleus of play, of players on this team that are talking about, you know, getting older and retiring, then I think that you really kind of have to reassess what you have and uh, really kind of put uh, integrating these young players on the front burner um, because otherwise you're just going to kind of stare at a rebuild kind of similar to what the Detroit Red Wings had where they've kind of been, you know, semi-horrible for the last several years. So the Washington Capitals don't want to have to go through uh, what the Washington Nationals are going through right now. And that was just kind of a total tear it down to the studs rebuild, uh, save, you know, like Juan Soto and uh, Josh Bell on the team. But otherwise, that team was pretty unrecognizable. Uh, half the nights uh, or days when you watch the games there, you have to do a Google search to, to recognize who any of those players are out there. Um, So the Washington Capitals don't want to find themselves in that position. So I think that if they do the retool 
uh, like what Ted Leonsis says, then they can slowly plug and play different players uh, that they deem as an upgrade. Um, I've talked about, you know, the number one thing that they have to work on is net minding. So if we can establish that's the number one, then I think that it's a safe thing to say that defense uh, is a number two that they have to work on addressing. Because those those two kind of work hand in hand, don't they? You can't really have great net minding if you don't have good defense. All right, so thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from our local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Um, Next week, I have some really big name guests coming on here. I have Andrew Gillis from NBC Sports Washington. I have Luke from the Hockey Writers going to be on here. I have Josh Neighbors from Locked On Nationals. I have um, Stars and Sticks back on the show. So it is going to be a really fun week next week. Some really great guests and working on some other big guests uh, for the coming weeks after that. So this is the offseason and uh, there's not a lot of activity, of course. Um, this is kind of what they would say the dog days of the hockey season uh, where there's nothing going on kind of between now and the free agency deadline. So a lot of pra- uh, player profiles and that kind of thing. But uh, also having some great guests on the show that kind of will talk about Capitals from a different perspective as well. So, all right. Once again, thank you for making this your first listen every day. And we'll talk to you guys again next time.